Are you looking for the best in WordPress speed, security, and scalability? WP Engine is a digital experience platform for WordPress, powering digital experiences for large brands around the world. With easy-to-use site management tools and powerful do-it-your-way development features, WP Engine gives you the flexibility to build it your way. Improve your SEO and conversion rates with a faster site on WP Engine. Learn more on WPEngine.com. For maximum customer engagement and retention, choose CleverTap. CleverTap is a leading customer engagement and retention platform that helps digital brands maximize lifetime value. Over 8,000 apps around the world, including Vodafone, Star, and Sony, trust CleverTap to improve user engagement, boost retention, and fuel long-term revenue growth. Learn more at CleverTap.com. That's CleverTap.com. Miami is more than beaches, palm trees, and fun in the sun. It's home every year to the Miami Book Fair, celebrating its 39th year of hosting authors and readers from around the world, November 13th through the 20th. Join us in downtown Miami at the Wolfson campus of Miami Day College. Connect with over 500 authors reading from their books in English, Spanish, French, and Creole, answering questions and signing hard copies. The 2022 edition of the Miami Book Fair welcomes everyone of all ages to come together, meet, and make new friends, exchange ideas, and discover one's next favorite author. Let's explore, discover, and learn together. Featured authors will include award-winning novelists, Anthony Horowitz, Ben Mesrich, Craig Johnson, Danny Shapiro, Elena Shapiro, Jimmy Attenberg, poet Sandra Cisneros, and authors writing about the trending topics of the day. Lisa Genova, Jerry Stahl, Marie Brenner, Mark Kurlansky, Samantha Cole, Stacey Schiff, Katie Tour, and many others. For more information, please visit MiamiBookFair.com. Follow the fair at Miami Book Fair and join the conversation hashtag Miami Book Fair 2022. Get ready to tap into the minds of the founding fathers of SEO. Rocket, rocket to the next generation of search engine optimization 3.0 with traffic that will put your website into a head-on collision. Decades of combined SEO expertise give their take on the world of SEO. Now, here are the princes of PageRank, the heroes of HTML, the sultans of search, the SEO, SEO rock stars. Okay, folks. SEO rock stars is back for another season, and this is Frank Watson, also known as Ozzy Webmaster from days, if you remember that, you're most probably pushing being a senior. I have, very luckily, the CEO and founder of Spifu and the uh, newly launched Nacho Analytics that seems to be getting talked about all over the web right now. Mike, uh, how are we doing? Great. Thanks for having me, Frank. Really appreciate you coming, or me, <laughs> really appreciate me coming on your show. <laughs> all right. Not a problem. I, you know, I mean, obviously, we've known each other for a while, uh, but you provide, you know, SpyFu has been a great product for a lot of years that I've personally used a lot because I do a lot of paid search. And, uh, you know, you also added in the SEO elements on that. Uh, and now Nacho Analytics has been out for a while. How did you, how did you actually get started 
with Spifu way back. Let's do a little history session. Oh yeah, like let's go back really far uh, because it's <laughs> uh, it's funny. Like you know, you go into like a, a, a room. You know, I remember back in the day when I would I'd go on stage, and you know, we were relatively new. Now, uh, now Spifu's been around uh, longer than most people have most people's careers. Right? It's been around for thirteen years um, since two thousand six. Uh, so prior to launching SpyFu, I had another software company um, and I was just getting into Google AdWords. But here's the thing with that company is it was all like all of my companies are bootstrapped. And in this case, I had like 3000 bucks in the bank. And uh, and I had, you know, and, and if I and if I didn't get my advertising or my marketing right, basically I had to go back to work. Right. So. Uh, <laughs> so there's a lot on the line, you know, there's skin in the game. Uh, so, yeah. I, uh, so I wanted to see, you know, whether or not any of my competitors were advertising on any keywords uh, that I hadn't thought of, uh, because it turns out that, you know, I, I found a couple, um, I, I was kind of a nerd and the product that I was selling would take data off the internet and put it into a spreadsheet. And the way that I would describe it was web data extraction. But it turns out that most people actually search the search, the search phrase was like web scraping. And for whatever reason, man, uh, that never occurred to me. So I wanted to see if there was anything else that I hadn't thought of because uh, obviously I had this, um, you know, weakness of being super technical, I guess. <laughs> and uh, and so I built this thing, and um, uh, that would that would basically make a reverse phone directory of Google, if you will. And that was kind of how I referred to it back then. And, uh, and yeah, I remember uh, those days. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And. Um, so you could type in any website and uh, and see every keyword that they buy and every keyword that they rank on. And uh, I released it uh, as a little side project. It took me about five days to put the thing together. And I released it as uh, Goog Spy. And then I did a press release because we didn't have social media in that day, right? I mean, yeah, like, yeah, exactly. You know? Yeah, there was, there, yeah, Facebook didn't come around till. Yeah. You know, well, 2005, but then 2008 for when they opened it up to the public. Yeah, I, you know, and MySpace really most probably wasn't the best place to try and yeah. push anything out like that. Yeah, it, and, and that's honestly, the thing. Blogs weren't even. Sorry. Thing. Yeah. Yeah. They, no. Exactly. So I can, yeah, you know, you know, I mean, we've been doing this between the two of us. We've been doing this for 15, 20 years or more, and it's interesting. Because, you know, like you, I go to conferences and things like that. And, and the people you run into, like my daughter, who's, you know, 27, is, you know, does social media marketing. She worked for Campbell's. Um, they just, they don't understand that, you know, how it was way back then. And, and you know, those tools, you know, that they take, your tools and, and other tools that are out there that they take for granted weren't around. And, you know, it was people like yourself that provided these initial things that really gave a lot of help. You know, yep. being able to see what your competitors were using, you know, what keywords your competitors were using, and then see their ads. So you got an idea of what, you know, any new client, if you're an agency or, you know, a consultant, you could have a look at the competitors and get a feel for what was being done and, you know, the type of spends that were involved. Yeah, I mean, that's... I mean, I would imagine that anyone listening to the podcast is that has done paid search has played with Spyfer. I sure. mean, it's that well known. And, before and now there you've was, got, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, yeah. And before there was Spyfu, there was literally, there was no SEM rush. There was no, I mean, um, uh, there was no Ahrefs, uh, none of these yeah. 
none of these uh, there's a variety maybe a dozen tools now that that uh, that you can use but but we sort of created that like that was uh, my- yeah you to me you were the first you know i mean apart like you said you could you could literally go in and you had to do the searches or create a program that would do the searches and pull the advertising ones up uh, that type of thing it it was really a lot of commitment of man hours to be able to do any sort of research on competitors and, and specific keywords and you know, what was available, you know, that type of thing. And, and you know, there were, Google didn't have a keyword planner. They didn't have a keyword suggest tool, all those things that they later added that came long after your product was out there, mm-hmm. which, you know, I mean, that's, and, you know, it's how many like ballpark, how many people have, you know, come and gone, but, or, you know, existing clients. I mean, you, it must be in the hundreds of thousands by now. Oh yeah, definitely. I, you know, definitely. I know people in Australia and Asia that use the tool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, I don't know exactly how many customers we've had. Um, but it's definitely in the hundreds of thousands. I mean, we have hundreds of thousands of, uh, hundreds of thousands of customers that use the free product every month. You know, a lot of SpyFu is free and we kind of, uh, yeah. Uh, like, you know, really like the reason that I like kind of exist, you know, I feel like is to empower, you know, the, the entrepreneur, uh, sort of the, uh, the bootstrap marketer, like, you know, the, the people that are, that are grinding and, and trying to make their, make their way, you know, because that's, that's what I was doing when I did, when I built it. Right. So I, I kind of identify with that. I had three grand in the bank, you know, so like, <laughs> like this is yeah. valuable. Um, and you know, that, that, that uh you know that industry you know the industry that sprang up around us that was basically um you know that, that represents us and all these other dozen competitors is like a hundred million dollar a year industry now um, oh yeah no, if it's is- not more i actually did the uh haystack was a uh, a paid search sort of platform that had it wasn't a research tool it was more like a uh set up specifically for the automotive space and uh, I did the due diligence for AutoTrader to buy it and just that little and it, it was a spreadsheet that you know, integrated with Python that uh, they they bought for $26 million yeah. Yeah, so I mean anything and because of the fact that you know having those tools and, and being able to use something and the beauty of yours is and I you know I tell people you know, whether it's on social media and it used to be over at search engine watch forums. Now, when they ask, you know, how do I find out about potential budget and things like that? You know, you offer that SpyFu with uh, the ability to do some initial research and get some value. And then the smart play is uh, take the money that you, you know, that the insights have given you to a profit and put it back in and get a little deeper next time. Yeah. And I'm sure that the, the conversion number, you know, cause you'll have people like the, you know, the guy with the Google, my business page that wants to do a little bit of uh, PPC for his particular neighborhood. And uh, maybe that isn't you know, the, the level that they can come in and yeah. get, you know, here's a bunch of keywords. Here's uh, you, there's enough information to get, someone at that little small business level started and then they can determine what they want to do after that. But it, 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 yeah, that's very generous because a lot of other services out there, 
are, you know, you get a couple of days here, play with it fast. Yeah. And after that. Yeah. There's this, uh, there's this, this pattern in the industry and the pattern in the industry is to, is to put up free walls, uh, basically, you know, make it so that you have literally nothing for free and, uh, and then to increase the price. And so, uh, like our average, like the, the starting price, the average starting price, uh, among our competitors is probably in the, you know, hundred, hundred dollars, $150 plus. And, um, and then there's limits, there's a whole bunch of limits. Um, you know, how many yeah. keywords, how many searches can you do a day? You know, it's like a hundred, you know, like it's, that's a uh, hundred searches a day. Is, <laughs> yeah. Isn't very much. Um, and you know, so I've like, like we used to have our price at like 79 bucks and everybody kind of clustered around us. Right. Cause you know, they just wanted to, you know, they didn't know where to price it. So they priced it right around us or like $10 less. And, uh, and over time, you know, I sort of saw this, the, you know, this, this thing where you just have to like charge people more, charge people more, but, but, um, but I figured out that I could make uh, about 98% as much money if I just cut my price in half, right? Like I'm not actually making more money by cutting my price in half, but I'm bringing, but you're maintaining. Yeah. yeah. You're, you're giving value. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, dude, you're giving that's, value that's, to the people and they stay longer. That's, that's why we're around. Right. And, uh, and yeah. you know, like I, I want to make as many people create as much value in the world as I possibly can. And then, you know, die. Mate, I'm blown away by that product. I mean, how did you, how do you get the information? If it's not proprietary. Uh, but yeah, that's, I think yeah. that's the question I hear a lot of people ask. Wow. And then how do they do it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. How, how is it not illegal? You know, it's funny because, okay, well, let me first just tell you like real quick what Nacho is. Basically, you can see other people's analytics uh, and what you're seeing, what we deliver is actually a Google Analytics account. Now, obviously, and this is funny because it kind of goes back to the beginning of SpyFu. Um, you know, the first question we get is, you know, is this, is this illegal or, you know, is this even legal, right? And, uh, yeah. and yeah, we're, we're not, just like I said, with SpyFu back in the day, we're not hacking into anyone's AdWords account, you know, because that's the first question people ask. And uh, in this case, we're like not hacking into anyone's Google Analytics account. It's not how it works. Basically, I'm assuming that everybody on this uh, show has probably been around for a while or whatever. <laughs> if, you're, if you're following our old school references, here's how this works. Yeah. It's like what we're basically, what we're doing, we didn't invent the data collection method, right? We're basically taking, um, taking clickstream data similar to the way that like um, similar web works or compete or uh, Alexa going back 20 years and we're taking that data uh, and we're you know obviously our 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 data the, the trick to this is getting a really diverse panel like making sure that you're not like um, you know doing the actual Alexa thing where it's like the Alexa toolbar which is um, got a huge skew towards marketers. Uh, we just get a whole bunch, you know, like maybe hundreds of different uh, uh, data sources. Um, and that's kind of how similar web works. Uh, and then we pump that into Google Analytics. And so the value here is that you can see, uh, you know, people's actual conversions. Um, you can see which products sell, what their conversion rate is. You can see their entire, um, you know, acquisition channel, you know, how, how many, you know, what, what, what percent of their revenue comes from their email marketing, from their, from their paid, uh, their pay-per-click, from their SEO, right? You can see, 
not just the top level metrics, how much traffic they get, but actually drill in as deep as you could go with your own Google Analytics account, you can drill in and see um, see those those low level sort of conversion metrics. And that's where the power is super crazy. Um, some of the things that we've been able to figure out are just like, it constantly blows my mind. And then the other thing is, is that you have the full power of like the Google Analytics ecosystem. So you have access to their APIs, but then you can build like these dashboards in Google Data Studio. Um, yeah, I love Data Studio. It's so amazing to be able to you know, yeah. create dashboards and, and have numbers updated constantly, et cetera, without having to dig like in the old days when we were pulling massive spreadsheets. Mm -hmm. And you can put your stuff side by side against your competitors, right? So you can pull in your Google Analytics account and put it next to your competitors or, you know, your, uh, I always try to counsel people that like your competitors that you think of as the one that's most direct isn't necessarily the one that you want to like, um, well, you know, emulate, you know, you don't. Yeah, necessarily yeah. analyze and, and, and see where you can go. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, looking at it in terms of, you know, here's possibly two or three competitors that you're pretty close to as far as you know, work and, and this, that, and the other. You'd, uh, my, I always go for someone that's doing two or three times better than I am to be able to get some insights to, to grow my business. Well, I'll give you an example. Um, when we were putting together Nacho, uh, when we were building Nacho Analytics, we wanted to have a uh, refer a friend program, you know? And, uh, mm -hmm. and so we obviously didn't have like a direct competitor to or even if we did have direct competitor there, how good is the refer a friend program in the grand scheme of things? So what, what I did is I, I started Googling, you know, what's the best refer a friend program in the world. And you get like these lists of like, you know, 70 or something websites. So I looked at like maybe the top, top 15. And, uh, it turns out that most people think that the best refer a friend program in the world is Dropboxes. And the reason for that is that Sean Ellis, the guy that invented the word growth hacking, uh, was the CMO at Dropbox when he created the refer a friend program. So it's kind of like in a lot of, in a lot of his slides and in his examples and in books. Um, and it's a pretty good refer a friend program, but the best in the world is actually Airbnbs. Um, and Airbnb drives 8,000 signups per day through their refer a friend program. And so we basically were able to reverse engineer that entire program. You know, how do they, first of all, how do they get people to, um, to use it? You know, what are the methods that they use? Do they, do they share them socially or do they use the email thing or, you know, do they actually just copy and paste the link? How does it actually work? And then what's the method that they use to get people to, um, you know, to, uh, to refer a friend initially in the first place. Um, and, uh, and so we figured out, that none of the none of the social referrals, none of the um, you know sort of import your Gmail contacts, none of that sort of semi creepy stuff that clutters the page, uh, none of that. Well, that only drives uh, ninety six percent of of all of the uh, uh, referral signups happen because of a single email, the single email option, or the copy and paste the link. Um, then the other thing that we learned was that the way that Airbnb gets people to use their refer a friend program is pretty straightforward. They just put a secondary call to action in every single one of their emails. So even their transactional emails have a secondary CTA. It's $40 when you refer a friend or something like that. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I mean, and that, just that insight uh, yeah. to, to be able to filter out, okay, 
we don't want to. And, and it makes once a lot of the times the answers that you get become obvious. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, Oh, that makes a lot of sense because you know, the cut and paste, you're sending that to actual people, you know, you know, it's like, I'm taking the time to, you know, you're not mass sending those cut and paste out. You're, you're grabbing it because you're referring a particular friend, whether you're doing it, you know, in an email to them or you're doing it in a a chat and Facebook, you know, but it's, it's one-on-one. And yeah. that's how, you know, that's how most of uh, social sharing and, and successful social stuff works. But a lot of people, you know, create these massive, you know, automa- automatic send all this stuff out and, and spend time and money to do it and wonder why it's not giving them the, the valued return. Yeah, the best ideas tend to be pretty obvious after the, or they seem, they, it's yeah. like, oh yeah, well that's, that's super obvious. But I mean, one of the things there is that obviously Airbnb isn't a, isn't a competitor of Nacho Analytics in any way, right? We just looked at the best in the world, the world-class, um, you know, example and, and used what we could from, from them. And that's, that's kind of the, the secret there. Oh, exactly. You know, I mean, and that's the thing, you you know, you, like you had said earlier, you don't necessarily need to use Nacho to look at you know, people immediately around you. If you're a restaurant and you want to learn some things about what, you know, to become a lot more successful, maybe you look at it, you're in middle America, maybe look at the five top successful restaurants in New York or mm-hmm. you know, Michelin star restaurants and what they've done and see, you know, where their traffic comes from and whether or not they're you know, offering recipes of, of, you know, their really popular dishes, mm-hmm. you know, all of that sort of thing, you know, it's a- so it's you can also a, load in like Yelp, you know, <laughs> or, uh, or open yeah, table. Yeah, there you go. Like, you know, like <laughs> this is, the, 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 the power of loading in a platform is just crazy. Like the things that you can see and learn, um, it's insane. I mean, we, uh, we obviously have loaded in uh, Amazon and, um, you know. Um, oh, wow. That must have sales burnt up a hell of a lot of bandwidth and taken a little while. Uh, no, you know, anybody can do it. It's basically included within the account. <laughs> you can yeah, no, up. no, no. But I mean, oh, just I, what I'm, I'm saying is just, bucks. yeah, that's, uh, I mean, it, it, being able to look at that. Now, I, 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 use, I tell a lot of my people when they're looking for, uh, strategic paid search stuff is to look at the Amazon. If you if you've got products, is to put your product in and have a look at the Amazon Suggest tool. Yeah, which so few people use. Mm-hmm. Now it's the same sort of thing. Don't forget, you can always find us at Facebook, SEO Rockstars, as well as Twitter, SEO Rockstars, and you can favorite us on iHeartRadio and iTunes. Uh, Moss Pauly is part of uh, Warrior Forum. He uh, and his crew bought the forum in 2014. It's actually been around, interestingly, since 1997. And uh, Moss is the current CEO. Uh, Moss, how are things in Australia? I miss home. Oh, look, they're, uh, they're wonderful down here at the moment. Uh, it's just coming into summer, so I can't complain too much. Um, and it's a pleasure to be here, guys. Moss, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, you know, when I type in marketing forum into Google here, uh, in, in Google.com, I see you guys showing right up at the top there. Uh, of course, there's plus some Google Plus side showing up in my uh, 
personalized results, but I'm really excited about our conversation. You know, we're going to get into in the latter uh, two segments of this show and, and really talk about SEO, uh, you know, because that's what we're talking about here on SEO Rockstars. However, Frank and I both have a, a very soft spot in our heart uh, for forums, uh, you know, as Frank uh, said, you know, you guys are, are a big deal. Uh, back in, in, in the mid, you know, in the, in the late 90s, in the mid 2000s, um, I, I would say uh, participation in, in the search engine watch forums back then when it was headed up by Danny Sullivan. And Frank and I actually are pretty much rock stars in that forum. And Frank stayed on like kicking and clawing until the bitter end when uh, it seemed like we ended up getting, you know, kind of a bad uh, set of uh, apples in there, uh, you know, some bad shrimp, whatever you want to call it. But I'm wondering, you know, as a starting point, tell me how you've been able to, you know, in the two years that you've been with the Warrior Forum in the leadership capacity, what you've done to help make sure that the community continues to grow and it stays valuable, uh, you know, to your varied audiences. When I look through your forum topics, it's, it's so uh, varied that you obviously satisfy a lot of audience intent. Yeah, so we've been working on a whole bunch of stuff, basically. Um, so firstly, one of the, the realizations that I think the, sort of the internet's coming to is that the, our forums is kind of, I think, we kind of grew up with and, and we, um, we had a lot to deal with when we were younger. Then they're, they're not so much a, a thing anymore, if you will. Um, just as far as the way of getting information out of them isn't very efficient. Um, when, you, when you're looking for something and you're looking for an answer quickly, um, trolling through um, a thread with three, four hundred um, answers on it, not necessarily ordered in any other way other than like uh, chronology. It's, it's not a very efficient spending of time to get an answer out of it, right? Um, as, in, like, as a sort of, I guess, population on, on the internet as a whole, um, we're getting more and more used to the Reddit style of um, content being ordered by voting and importance and that sort of stuff, which means that when you, when you come across a question um, or an interesting thread, the sort of the time you spend on it to get out the, the good content is, is much shorter because the good content is right at the top, right? Um, the idea of kind of that, that good content floating right to the top. Moss, tell us a little bit more about, um, you know, sort of uh, what you've been focused on uh, from a community perspective and what, um, you know, what it is that, that drives the, the, the stickiness of your uh, forum, uh, especially like you said, you know, these, in these days, it's a little bit almost passe, right? But uh, I think there's a lot of nuggets in there from what I've seen so far. Yeah, so I think um, a lot of what drives this, the stickiness of the, of the forum is that um, because of this amazing community behind it, You've you've got this this resource where you can come with a with a very specific, um, somewhat crazy question sometimes if you want, right? You can throw it at the, the community um, and very quickly get a whole bunch of really interesting perspectives around it. Um, kind of like you, if you've got a bunch of mates that um, that enjoy doing what you're doing or what you're doing, um, and you're sort of sitting around with a couple of beers or something, and you you just have a really interesting discussion around something, right? I think that's kind of what Warrior Forum provides, and that's kind of the stickiness element of it, if you will. Um, because when you, when you find that and when, when you have that kind of aha moment of, oh, I can have really interesting discussions here, um, it gets kind of addictive kind of quickly. Yeah. You know, um, yeah, that's, that, that's the thing. Go ahead, Frank. Yeah, the, yeah, sorry. With all of the different you know, social parts, you know, I think that has taken away. Because I started pre-web with the old bulletin boards, and you know, you became it became that pattern as you were saying, where you're engaging with people and and you were willing to allow some time between 
responses to the conversation. You know, we, we had a, maybe a longer attention span than nowadays with, you know, the ability to text message on your phone and to, you know, message through Facebook and you know, all that sort of stuff. A lot of the technology has sort of uh, taken away our, our patience. And um, it, it's it's more for the dedicated uh, of people. Uh, a friend of mine, Danny Horowitz, has uh, Danny Web, which has over a million members, but it's programming. So I think the programmers themselves are, you know, that like you said, you set up a question and then you get X number of responses. Uh, so you can reference that and hopefully those pages uh, get optimized and rank for, you know, when people are doing how do I do this or how, you know, what's the best method of, you know, digital marketing for this type of niche? Uh, is, is that how you're seeing, you know, how your traffic's coming? Do you have a lot of it coming from search or is it more uh, direct traffic? Yeah, look, there's, there's a lot of both, to be honest. Um, so there's a lot, obviously a lot of the direct traffic from um, once once people kind of get stuck to the forum, right, and they, they come back just to participate in different discussions to see what's happening. To sort of see what's being talked about day to day, and then we do also get a, a huge amount of traffic from um, yeah just organic people like uh, searching uh, anything from sort of general SEO questions to very specific SEO questions, um, through to occasionally um, a couple of the the threads that rank quite well are very specific Google errors on say AdWords or something uh, where someone's been been sort of trying to get something to work and they get this this one. Um, one error, and then it's the classic copy-paste the error into Google, and we're the first hit on a bunch of them as well. Um, so, yeah, there's oh, a huge variety of stuff. Are you worried about Google someday stealing that? Let's <laughs> shift the conversation to SEO a little bit. Um, I'm just curious. Uh, you know, they, especially that, with these one-box type answers and stuff, you see it happening in a lot of industries. And, uh, you know, if they can't provide it with their Webmaster Tools quick answer, which usually isn't often the best, I mean, sometimes it is, uh, but I mean, that's a, it's a, it's almost a precarious position to be in when you have so many answers. However, you can look at Yahoo answers and see a lot of them still alive. Yeah. So I think there's kind of two components, right? So you've got a, a bunch of people that are, that are kind of hitting the site, right? Um, hitting relatively, um, well, not current discussions, if you will. Um, some of these sort of, uh, Google questions, I guess, being, being in that category. So you've got these people hitting the site, um, they're just coming down to look at an answer, find a solution and leave, right? Um, and sure, I think that that sort of style of traffic could go down. Um, that's probably got a, a relatively high bounce rate anyway, and they might not be the kinds of people that, um, so much that are going to participate in discussions. I mean, there's always that idea of, of get as much traffic as you can in um, and then sort of just optimize the funnel all the way down. Um, I'm not too worried about Google coming in and stealing that. Like, that's not a significant enough portion of our traffic to kind of me feel like we've got a, a big sort of exposure with it. Um, and I think the, the ongoing value um, that we're providing isn't necessarily um, in just all these one-off little things. It's, it's actually getting people in and having those discussions. That's always what we're really focusing on trying to do. Now, what do you, what do you, and I, I didn't mean to, um, just one more thing, Frank, I, I, you know, I didn't yeah. mean to try, I wanted to try to play a little devil's advocate there. I think it would be difficult even for Google's technology to be able to pinpoint the best answer in, in a thread type of a, a scenario. Uh, I know with Yahoo Answers and even with some of the search engine watch type results that they have and, and Moz and, and some of the others now, uh, you know, they've splurred out five that they think are the most relevant, but you'd still have to do that research that you mentioned earlier that, that makes it hard 
sort of to use forms now compared to just a search engine that might have that quick answer box. So, uh, you know, I'm just curious if it, it, you know, being the leader of the Warrior Forum, if that had crossed your mind, it's good to hear that it, you know, that you feel comfortable in that area. But Frank. Yeah, I was just wondering, you know, uh, what practices are you using to, to help optimize, say, you know, some of your content that you've noticed is getting a certain amount of, tra- you know, search traffic, and then maybe you go and, and look and happen upon a few terms that it's ranking at, say, seven or eight or something, and you're, you're trying to, you know, increase it higher to get a higher volume of that sort of, that keyword traffic. Are you, you know, is that a practice that you're using? You know, do you do any internal yeah. linking to, to lift the, the ranking? Yeah, so um, there's kind of two components to that. So one's what we do proactively and one's kind of what's, um, I guess, implicitly done by it just being posted on the, on the forum. So um, we'll start with what we do proactively. So when we see a, a thread sort of start to take off, if you will, um, one of the things we've been doing quite uh, recently, actually, is going through, and it, it's kind of the classic trick of um, you look in Google Webmaster Tools or uh, what, are, what are the keywords that's hitting it. Um, you, you go through... Um, and then if there's a couple of key search terms that you're not ranking um, very or not ranking as high as you, you'd like for, maybe in the um, sort of anywhere from like two to sort of six range, um, if there's anywhere that like a very large amount of traffic um, that you think you could rank higher for, we just um, alter the keywords in the title and the um, URL to sort of adjust it to sort of optimize it specifically for that uh, specific query. Um, of course, with the idea of, of um, making sure that we're not sacrificing other traffic from um, from other queries, but that's that's one of the things we do proactively at the moment, um, which is stupidly effective in some cases. It's, it's a really good little trick. Um, and then as far as the linking goes, so there's a lot of linking that implicitly happens when when you post a um, post a thread. So when you tag it, um, there's a whole bunch of tag pages that, that link around, um, as well as depending on its position in the the feed. Um, there's a whole bunch of links to uh, top-rated threads currently in the in the feed. Um, so sometimes you'll see when you Google um, one of the Warrior Forum threads or something, right? You'll see a whole bunch of um, related searches. So that that classic little snippet that Google likes to throw out when um when you do the site um, whatever it is, so say sitewarriorforum.com with that same query, if you've got a whole bunch of results for that one query. Um, Google's inclined to show that that related search snippet below, um, which is which is always a nice one to boost the CTR as well of the, the snippets. But yeah, so there's, there's a bunch of input stuff as well as a bunch of um, stuff we do. So do you do a lot of SEO research leveraging the site? I mean, I'm assuming, Masa, I'm just curious, personally, are, you're an SEO as well, and do you have an agency, or do uh, I know that obviously you're, you're very well versed in SEO based on our discussions that we had prior to the call. What, what is your day-to-day sort of SEO role? And let's talk about some SEO, and then we'll take a break and, and continue with that discussion for the last uh, con- uh, part of the conversation. Yeah, sure. So we don't, we don't use any external agencies as such. Um, look, I... I always wish I had more time to spend um, reading up on, on the latest sort of happenings in SEO. Um, I've got a pretty strong personal interest in it. I, I really enjoy spending time reading on it and sort of spending time trying to figure out and understand um, how certain changes are going to affect us as well as the sort of motivation behind behind the changes. Um, to be honest, a lot of the stuff that we, we think about and a lot of the stuff that we'll try as a um, both on Warrior Forum and, and our other platforms um, come from just 
these sort of discussions, right? Like it's, it's a bunch of us um, from the company sitting down um, over a couple of years, sort of just discussing, oh, I wonder what would happen if we do this or um, have you tried doing this? So there's, I've probably got about, yeah, six or 10 really close mates that are um, all involved in, in sort of SEO in, in one way or another on different platforms. So when you and you're saying it's important, down, just to clarify, I'm sorry to cut you, but it's important to have a couple yeah. of beers while you're doing this in order to help <laughs> the creative flow, right? Uh, so have a great day, and thanks for joining us, and we'd love to have you back on sometime. I look forward to participating in the Warrior Forum and getting to know the community in there. Uh, Rockstars, SEO Rockstars, appreciates it and appreciates our listeners. Thanks for being with us. Rock on. The opinions expressed in this WMR.FM program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of WMR.FM. Any rebroadcast, republication, or retransmission of this program without proper consent is prohibited.